So let's, we're going to go in order. The sheet is double-sided over here. One side is the halachas. The other side is the minhagim. Okay. Erev Yontif. Erev Tavshinah. So Erev Tavshinah is very complex. There are a lot of halachas. I do not know all of them. The, the, are, there are some that are listed over here, but there's definitely a lot of complexities and a lot of details that are not mentioned. Erev Tavshinah consists of a baked food. For example, a challah roll or a matzah, a cooked food, meat or a fish. Some people do egg. And each one should be at least one kazayas. Now, next one. While holding the Erev, the bracha and a special text is said. Now, the word is like this. If you do not say the bracha, it's not ma'akiv. If you do not say the Bahadan Erev, the special text, that's already complicated, and it's a shiloh. The head of the household makes an Erev for all the family members of the home. Now, Diak over here. The family members of the home, you'll see why. The point is, everybody, children, etc. are included. The family members are part of the Erev, do not have to hear the bracha, the special text, in order to be part of the Erev. You make it, they're good to go, no matter what. Now, this next halacha sounds a little confusing, but I just want to add something in. If someone will have married children or guests, meaning not a child, preferably, some, preferably, did I pronounce that wrong? Preferably, sorry. Someone else, English is not my strength, some, someone else, not the one making the Erev, should pick up the Erev and be Mazaka a portion of the Erev to them. Now, this means that someone else picks it up and says that they're having a mind that the person that they want to should, should own part of this. Now, let me clarify. This is not necessary. This, if you don't do this, it's fine. You know, if, if, if there's people in the home that are, are married children, guests, and they're in the house when you make the heirs, they're counted. This is just if you want to do one up, and some people say it's, you, you can do it for other people for whatever reason. That, that's, what's that? What happens if you go as long as you don't get it? No, I... I, I, I I mean, wait a second, it doesn't really make a difference because the air of the is just really, no, it's mainly to make the food and stuff like that. If you're going to someone else for a suda, oh, <laughs> I'll leave that, you know, yeah. One cannot eat the, eat the food of the air before Shabbos. If someone does, it's very complicated and it just try to avoid doing that. If one forgets to make an air, a should be consulted. Now, this is very complex. When, the, when they remember, if they remember what to do, if it's their second time they, they forgot, there's a lot of details, a lot of details going into this. That's why it has to be um, figured out. A woman who said the bracha of Shachiyonah when lighting the candles can say amen to the bracha of Shachiyonah by Kiddush. I know there's a typo. It is not considered not a hefsik. Basically, it's not a hefsik. So don't don't uh, say not not. But the point is, it's not a hefsik to say amen during Kiddush because I know some people do discuss this. Could I just speak it out? Now, another thing. Friday, the first night. One who sleeps in the Arab Yomta runs into a question whether he should repeat Berchus Torah, meaning the fact that he slept during the day, does he have to repeat Berchus Torah? So therefore, by Mayriv, when saying Avas Elam, you should have a mind that Berchus Avas Elam should exempt him from any obligation to say Berchus Torah again. Now, then after Mayriv is over, learn a portion of Torah. Let me just clarify, that means one Pasuk, one Mishnah, one concept, one thought. It's all it's all qualified to the point that some people say that Shema Yisrael should be ready enough. But the point is, one portion of Torah means one tiny drop. Now, let me clarify. If you don't do this, it's fine. We're, we're, we're Mako, this is saying if you want to go ahead and you know fulfill the other sheet that hold that that you have to, this is the you know the best answer to do. No, no, you're right. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. So yeah, exactly, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Someone who plans on eating and drinking throughout the night, for example, coffee or cake. 
best is to make a new bracha rishonah and bracha achronah every time he has a new desire to eat a drink. Emphasis on the word desire, because if you know you're going to eat a drink right now, I'm eating a, a drinking a cup, and I know in two seconds later I'm going to drink another one. Obviously, you have to make another one. The point is, every time you have a renewed interest, you'll make a new bracha, whether it's Al-Mikhi, whether it's Mzernus or Shahako, and not to make just one bracha in the beginning of the night. Now, first day. Someone who stayed up the whole night runs into a few shilas regarding which parts of Birch Sashachar he can say. Therefore, you should do the following. Al-Nasil Sidaim is a shiloh. Do you make an Al-Nasil Sidaim in the morning? The fact that it's morning and the base of Migdash, it's connected to the base of Migdash, point the verse has to do with the morning. If you can stay up all night, no matter what, we still make a bracha on Tzidah Sidaim because it has nothing to do with going to sleep. The fact that it's morning. Or the other Shaila is because of Toma, so therefore, the fact that you stay up, you're put, you, you don't have to make a new bracha. Basically, it's a Shaila. The best is to use a bathroom. When you wash your hands, wash them three or four times, depending on your midday of Tzidah Sidaim. Then say the bracha of Al Tzidah Sidaim and then Ashriyata. And then you can for sure make the bracha according to all opinions. Best is to hear from someone that slept, like many people are customary to do that. Um, again, each, there are many shilas that go into each one, whether you know whether there isn't someone. Talas katan, particularly for a child, best is to hear it from someone else when putting but putting on a talas. He might see with that with his bracha putting on a talas. And the last thing, the rest of the shach, like he said the way Jeragulu said. Now, by davening. Um, many people have the minute to stand up by the Sarah Sidibras. There's a big discussion in the Paiskim whether you're giving a certain chashivas to one part of leaning more than the other part of leaning. Maybe we shouldn't be allowed to stand up. We're saying this is authentic and everything else is not. So the word is, the Paiskim says it's not a problem. By davening, read the Sarah Sidibras, it's permitted to stand just for the Sarah Sidibras. Even if you're not standing for any other part of leaning, it's not a problem. You don't have to be concerned. Now, one should make sure to eat something before chatzais. Um, the first event of chatzais is uh, checked it up, is at 12.49. Um, that's why PM. Therefore, a lot of people what they do is right after staying up all night, they dive in and then they have a quick kiddush and just eat some zainas and then they go to sleep. The point is to basically be sure that you'll be covered um, uh, before chatzis. Cheesecake. It's very complicated. Um, but uh, this is, I think, the best uh, uh, mahalach. And if the crumbs on the bottom are thin layer, then it goes like this. Bracha is shayna. The best is to take a piece off the crumbs, take it off. Make a mazainas and take a piece off the top of cheese and then make a shahaka. Two separate brachos while they're separate. Bracha If you eat a kazayas of just the cheese or the crumbs and the cheese combined. That's really a shiloh, but this is, yeah, you, you, the bracha achorina is very nefashis. I mean, even though it's both combined, whereas it's still very nefashis. If the crumbs are a thick layer, just to understand, thick layer, I and mean, we'll see in a second, if, you know, how to, how to, you know, see that. But, the bracha rishon is mezainus. If you manage to eat a kazayas of just the crumbs, which is a little bit complicated, is a little bit hard to do many times. It almost it's like a real thick layer, just to be aware of that. Now, if you're not sure if the layer is thick or thin, which you know could be very likely, best to make a separate bracha rishon of each the crumbs and the cheese, like we did by the thin layer. Now, I didn't write this, but if you have a cheese Danish or something like that, that's that's mezainus al no shaila. This is talking about something that's like a cheesecake, top bottom, but uh, something like cheese danishes or whatever, you know, something similar to that is for sure al Second night, when lighting the candles, bracha shechionu is said. And and lastly, one should was not required to eat the erev tashilin. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to eat the erev tashilin. And some of them in Hagem, right, you do it by lacha mishnah. If you use the, the if you some place you do lacha mishnah by shal shudas, minhagim customs in halacha. Um, yeah. Right, right. Oh. oh. I'm somewhat. And, and, and you say Erev Tavshin on Shabbos? 
Oh, oh, could you? Is it in general? Oh, fine. You don't? Okay. So, fine. Okay. The, the, okay, excellent. But that is this. Um, that is that. Now, second, like a second side of here, we'll turn it over. Close to and hug him over here. You can hug him and their reasons. Decorating the shul with greenery. To be now, I want to start with the bottom line. Really, then go backwards. It says over here, please note, there's more than one reason for many of the hugging mentions. That means the, there's countless reasons behind each and every custom. Over here is just one per um, uh, uh, thing that we do. Decorating the shul with greenery, some shuls have that. The gang, they say, took it. That's something we do, something we don't. So the shuls that do it to be just like our Sinai, which was full of greenery, like a boss of Torah. Now, Erev Tafshilan, why are we busy with this? What's going on? The Gemara Mesechah's bag has two reasons. Number one, the Chachamun were concerned that the needs of Shabbos would be overlooked due to the Yom Tif. So they created a special preparation for Shabbos that must be done before the start of Yom Tif. That's A. Number two, the Chachamun were concerned that if you cook for Yom Tif and Shabbos, you might end up you might end up cooking for Yom Tif after Yom Tif, which is forbidden. So they created a unique reminder for us to remember that cooking is only permitted for Yom Tif. There are two reasons why we do Erev Tafshilan in the first place. We delay Meir the first night of Shavuos till nightfall, so it says. Why? That way there'll be 49 full days of Shavuos. I don't know, that'd be a, a, um, um, what do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Tamimus, that's what I'm looking for. Right? Shavuos Shabbos is Tamimus, the word is it's whole. It's Vada, full, um, seven full weeks, eating dairy foods. For different reasons, he just told me a reason. Someone just told me a reason. Um, uh, there, we there we go. There we go. Okay, he just told me a reason. So just to reinforce the point that there are more than one reason. Before Montar, Kaisal did not have to eat kosher meat. Once the Torah was given, they were required to eat only kosher meat. After returning from Kaisal, Kaisal had no kosher meat in their homes to eat. Additionally, all the pots that they used for Montar Torah could not be used to cook because non kosher food had been cooked in them. Therefore, they ate dairy foods, which is much easier, requires much less preparation. So to remember this, we eat dairy foods. That is what is actually brought down in the Mishabura. Staying up the whole night, why are we doing this? The day of so much that to wake up Kali Yisrael to receive the Torah, to correct that, we stay up the whole night to show our eagerness to receive the Torah. Akdomas. This is Mipiah Shmua. I saw it brought down from someone, it seems like his own shot. It's a nice shot, so I wrote it. It's, every line ends with the letters Tuf and Aleph, which is the last and first letters of the Aleph base. The allusion is to the endless of the Torah. As soon as we reach the final letter Tuf, we immediately start to dwell again on its infinite depth with the letter, with the first letter Aleph, which is constantly. There's always what to go back to. You go from Tuf, you go straight back to Aleph. Miguel's Rus is also many reasons why we say Rus. David, this, that, but one of them is Rus converted and accepted upon herself the yoke of Torah. Therefore, read the Megillah on Yantif of Kavos Torah. When we talk about it, therefore we read it um, on Yantif. Standing when we say the Sarah Sadivris, we mentioned before by Halacha, it's not a problem, but why do we do it in the first place? Why do some people do it? We stand just to be like Kalyas Rabbi Harsinai, who were standing when they heard the Sarah Sadivris, therefore we try to mimic that by going ahead and um, standing, 